episode 247 of Global From Asia, Stuck in China. Let's do this. Welcome to the Global From Asia podcast, where the daunting process of running an international business is broken down into straight up actionable advice. And now, your host, Michael Michelini. Today's show is a little bit of a scary one, but for any of us doing international business, and yes, including China, it is especially a challenging or unique market. I think anybody would agree with that, Chinese or foreigner. So we can always get ourselves into unexpected binds, and getting stuck somewhere is pretty scary, whether it's stuck in your room as a kid, sometimes I stick my kids in, my, in their room, or getting stuck somewhere like in a country like China. So today we're going to be asking for donations. If you don't mind, I chipped in, you know, just 20 bucks myself in the hat. No big pressure, but maybe after you hear this, it's uh, maybe motivates you to hop on over there. We don't get any commission off it here at GFA, Global From Asia, but John's a sincere person. And, you know, we'll put the hat out for him here, the GFA show. Also, before we get into the interview, I'm just excited to say we've gotten amazing feedback the last couple of weeks since we've came back online and some members in GFA like have reached out to us, uh, wondering what happened and some other people, you know, like I said, I, I know it was a bit abrupt, but uh, it was a special project for a few months uh, deep into Amazon and, and an incubator and we'll, we'll catch people up once that's more ready to share about. But uh, yeah, of course, I couldn't stay away from this microphone. It was getting a little dusty. So we got back and it's been really, really amazing. So thank you so much for uh, for listening. People like Rico's show last week and uh, people are excited about this boot camp we're putting together in July here in Thailand and the summit in, eight, in October. Yeah, it used to be April, October in Guangzhou. And we've got great people helping us out with all of that. Also, some more good news about coming back. Aurelia Pei, our friend Simon. Well, now they've rebranded as GoRemit.hk. You can see it in the show notes. They've come back as a sponsor. Their third year now sponsoring Global From Asia. Thank you to them. And you guys should also give them a little bit of a thanks. I'll, I'll get the standard advertisement clip in the show. But uh, before I did that today, I just wanted to thank them, you know, in a custom way in my intro. They are, um, for those that don't know, they're a cross-border payment solutions company specifically helping people with Hong Kong companies that if they're not a bank though so you have to have a banking solution but what they can do is help you get money from Hong Kong to mainland China to Thailand to Philippines to many other countries but I've been a user for many years I I honestly used to use these underground payment people uh, some of you might know those people it's a little gray these uh, but GoRemit.hk is legitimate. They have a money service operator, MSO, license in Hong Kong to be able to hold money on your behalf and send it to other countries and receivers on your behalf. And yeah, of course they make money on the exchange rate and the fee um, in the middle, but uh, their rate has actually been lowered and it's so very attractive. And I guess your other alternative is you could have bank accounts in the Philippines and Thailand and mainland China and, and everywhere around the world. But I, I really honestly use them just paid uh, some of our team members helping with this show by uh, buy them to their uh, Philippines bank accounts. So, you know, um, 
you could also try to open your own banking, become your own quote-unquote cross-border payment where you have money everywhere or you wire money from one country bank to another country bank. But then uh, the world's getting very complicated, so I don't want to deal with that anymore. We also have them on a Global Information Review where you can read uh, about it. We have a video there we put with Screencast. I think I did that, and we had our co-hosts. Some um, We have some amazing people besides me hosting some of the content on the show. So you can check that all out in the show notes at globalformasia.com slash episode 247 or just go right over to our website, goremit, G-O-R-E-M-I-T dot H-K. It's rebranded. Rebranded. It's a little bit easier for me to spell than Aurelia Pay. So it's goremit dot H-K. And yeah, I mean, just let them know where you're going from if you can. And uh, there's some KYC, but then once you get going, you can make your payment. So thanks, Simon and uh, team there. And you guys have been growing, and, and we've been growing, and we really appreciate this. All right, so now for this week's show, we have John Graham Harper. Some people may know him. I know there's a lot of listeners in the Shenzhen or South China area that know him. He's uh, got the white-collar fight night. He's done boxing gyms. Uh, he's a, you know, a friend of mine over the years. He's in the community. He's helped, helped us out with some stuff here at GFA. So he asked, he asked for some help. He's trying to do some media. He started his own podcast. But basically, he's stuck in China. There's an exit ban on him. He's on a blacklist. It's pretty crazy. He was also uh, on Winston or Serpent Za. He's, uh, he's also been on our show. He was also on their YouTube channel, um, and that did really well. got hundreds of thousands of views. Um, we'll link that up. Also, if you pr- want to watch uh, ADV China's YouTube version, of, and Winston's talking about this story, too. Um, this one is an interview, so I got John on this show and we talked about the story we talked about what happened and how he's stuck and how he needs your help and he's trying to fight this case a little bit of an update is uh he even had lawyers willing to do it for free uh he's been getting a lot of coverage but seems like the lawyers are saying he basically might not be able to win uh fight this but they can negotiate a lower amount so that's what the campaign's about trying to f- negotiate this it's a it's a pretty crazy situation and honestly in a show i got a little bit scared you know maybe uh, i'll get stuck there if i go but uh i'll be i'll be planning to come back to china soon anyway enough of this intro stuff let's get into interview after the show i'll talk about some other things there's today's a special day for me personally uh when this show is going online a- april 2nd 2019 as well as some updates on the the boot camp and other things. We'll talk about that. It's been a little bit of a longer intro. Again, thanks goremit.hk cross-border payment solution for sponsoring this show and uh, and everything you for listening. Let's tune in. Are you looking at brand registry and other benefits of being an actual brand? This is the future of e-commerce and business in general. So make sure you get your trademark set up correctly. Our partners at Trademarks 247.com or 247.com can help you get set up online fast, easy, and the right way. Get the info you need as well as the services at www.trademarks with an S 247.com. Welcome everybody to a Global From Asia podcast. This one, actually, I've been meaning to get John in, in this show for a while, and now we have a, a really good good uh, reason to. John Graham from Shenzhen, Australian and <laughs> business owner entrepreneur how is it going john good it's yeah i wish it would be under better circumstances right i know uh, but still this is good (laughs) it's good to get on the podcast for sure yeah and and we'll talk about it too but you're getting some more your own content out there and educating and connecting and uh maybe that's hopefully going to be a positive outcome from your uh your current uh 
I don't know exactly. what to say. Nightmare, yeah, <laughs> yeah situation. So yeah. So a little bit of sometimes back- you need these things in life. Yeah, uh, you I need know. The, you need a little bit of a push. It's you know, true. You need, things, it's... you need things to be difficult. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's there's that saying: whatever doesn't, you know, whatever doesn't kill you only makes you stronger. So you'll uh, you'll definitely come out stronger from this. So before we get into the the tragedy or the uh, the nightmare, let's start a little bit on the uh, <laughs> upper note. You're you're pretty well known in the in the expat community. You've been very active, mostly within, you know, the fitness space. I've seen, you know, over the years, you know, you've been in articles and, uh, uh, you know, in press in China and, and around the world about, you know, kind of being a bridge for fitness and health and you have you've had a series of gyms and you've your your main thing now is the white collar fight night which i've been to and i could probably link to some of the videos i've I've done some vlogs and content there too and so so is that and when did maybe a little bit a little bit more background fill in a little bit more for me about about some of that for listeners yeah, just like you said, you um, yeah, you did come to one of those those the white collar event. You came to the an event, I believe it was in two thousand and seventeen. Yeah, that was one. Of the, I think it was the second event we did. Um, yeah, you def. Oh, I would love to see that video again that you did. <laughs> that was sure. a very good video. You did. That was a fun one. Um, yeah, I mean, guess I. It's in. I, I would say okay. Let's say first came to China about eighteen years ago. I've always been. Um, sort of involved in fitness passion fitness is my my number one passion and I started out as a personal trainer here in Shenzhen and this city was growing it was starting there was a good expat community um, and there was no there was no uh, there wasn't really a fitness scene and there certainly wasn't any English-speaking personal trainer so I actually did quite well. I became quite well known fast because I had a niche right I wasn't nobody else was doing this so um I used uh, that influence, that community, and um, I raised some money to open up my first gym, uh, which uh, some of your, some of the people on your podcast, they've been involved in that. A lot of people know about that gym. And um, then it went on. I opened up a f- series of other gyms, uh, all good learning experiences, not, not, not exactly. Um, <laughs> I mean, if I, if I were talking about the gyms in a, in a, in, a, in a way in which they were successful, you would probably know about it. You, but um, yeah, the, n- none of them I, I stuck with for many different reasons. Doing business in China does have its challenges. Yeah. Um, but yeah, now it's <laughs> now it's down to the fight night, and that I'm very happy with. I mean, that's just that's just such a it's great business to do. It's so fun, so exciting, making people hit hit each other, and um, yeah, and trying to scale that. It actually is a very fun fun thing to do yeah i know i i will link to your campaign video which was pretty uh you know connected with me pretty well but i i think a lot of you know listeners are normally business owners and you know obviously we're in english but they're you know even chinese listeners and you know a business is is you know just like going into the fight into a into the arena i always talk about that with i have some series in the past about e-commerce gladiator and others you know and uh, especially with the gym you know there's high fixed costs um which is very mm. a lot of pressure i mean even even uh well i've mostly been running online but you know even payroll and staff you know you got these fixed monthly costs of team members or or anything for business owners you know i think i think 
I think what uh, I've also been trying to do with you know I, I uh, is be more variable based, right? So your your revenues go higher, maybe your costs go higher, but at least if your revenues happen to go down for seasons or other reasons, right? You can more be flexible. Whereas like gyms or uh, or airline, you know, I always think of airlines. I I don't know if you know John. I worked on uh, Wall Street for a while and junk bonds or distressed debt. And, okay. And uh, just a quick one, uh, but the, the the airlines were always going bankrupt because they had high costs of air. You know, the, the, the they had to have the planes, they had to have the rent costs. You know, so those kind of businesses are really hard. Yes. So I know, I know how I yeah. can only imagine how hard gyms uh, could be. And and uh, like in your campaign video, the costs of Shenzhen. Uh, I mean, obviously, I've even you know f- for those similar reasons i've had to spend less you know i moved to thailand probably one of them was the, the rising costs of shenzhen it's a great city we love it but it's getting really expensive right would you say or? that's right yeah it's getting it's, it's getting outrageously expensive yeah gyms i wouldn't i wouldn't really recommend opening up a gym business to to, to anyone i mean it's I, I kind of see it as two ways if you open up a gym business it's service right you're it's based on service it's a service-based business so and it's it's to do with your it's it's like a passion business. So if you love to work out, you can spend hours in the day uh, of the day in the gym and just train clients, train yourself, and just keep doing this day after day after day. And you are happy, then wonderful. That's your that's your business. But if if you want to grow it, if you actually want to to, to make it bigger, if you want to be able to take you know a couple of months off and go on holiday and have it still running, it's not the best business to choose. Be your your um. You know, you have to do the other way to do it is to sort of design some sort of scalable concept, pitch it to a large fund and have many locations built so that you can, you know, perhaps even go IPO or something, which is which is a lot of what the big chains. That's their focus. That's what they're trying to do. So you, you kind of can't do any any middle ground there because it is a very high cost gym. You're 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 you're. Um, it, you know, if your location is successful, you may have low rent, but the rent will rise because of, you know, the, just the way China expands, right? So yeah. if, you, if you're in a good location, you have cheap rent, and then suddenly that location starts developing, yeah. what's going to happen? Your, your rent is going to rise, right? Exactly. And you're going to be like, okay, do I raise my monthly membership for the gym? Do I raise my personal training fees? Like it's, and customers don't like that, right? It's, it's not... They'll just simply start commuting to the other gym that's in a location where their rent is cheap, right? So it's kind of, yeah, it's not, it's it's a tough business. It's a very tough business. Yeah. And I've learned a lot of lessons from it. I'm very happy about that. I see that I did take a lot of, a lot of uh, lessons from all these, these ventures that I've tried to pursue here in China. Sure. Um, so that's, that's a good thing, right? Yeah. I mean, another similar, I've, I'm not sure if you're aware, I, I was a, shareholder or partner of uh, well, the first co-working space in Shenzhen. Uh, we called it Shenzhen Team in 2011. And, okay. uh, you know, I was passionate about, you know, I'm still passionate about startups and tech. And uh, I was doing meetups and then I got, I was kind of looking to do it too, but I got invited by a couple of other guys that had a space, but similar, similar story. You have to always be pushing members. People sign up. They're like, I just want to go to the event. I just want to stop by. I don't know if I really want to commit to a monthly you know, membership. And then we mm-hmm. had our, our rent was like, you know, pretty high. I mean, so yeah, I mean, I moved more into events like you with the startup weekends at the time. And now it's like, you know, the e-commerce space with 
Gulf of Asia. So yeah, I totally agree with you on your 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 own kind of strategies. And but uh, you know, I guess the problem was you almost got out out of the gym business. Uh, but this is uh, this topic of today's story. Is it kind of maybe it was like a, that mafia, the Godfather, Goodfellas? You try to get out, but it it came back to, <laughs> to haunt you, or put, I don't know, like. Uh, you know, I could say the story. Do you want to? Do you want to say? You know where you? Yeah, I'll how give you a got brief back. overview. Yeah, yeah. So, long story short, of course, this this um this whole story. This is a, a very long story, but um just the condensed version. So, this gym business, the cost became too high. We had three partners. One left. And when that partner left, we sort of realized that maybe it's time for us to move on from this business because we just couldn't manage these costs. So we, we wanted to, you know, at first our dream was to sell the business We're, you know, we're, we're, we have this inflated idea of how valuable it is. Mm-hmm, and we're like, mm-hmm. surely somebody would buy it. I mean, we bought it. Why wouldn't somebody else buy it? But actually the design of a gym business is it's very it's not sellable. You, you, you wouldn't sell it. There's no brand value because you're just confined to one location. So really what you want in a gym business, if it's just one, right, you want somebody to basically take the responsibility of the gym because there's PT debt. People are owed personal training sessions. They bought, let's say, a 50 session package. So that money is in the business, but they are owed sessions. So the business needs to pay the trainer to carry out those sessions. So that's that's PT debt. So successful gyms, you know, they may have a running PT debt of, you know, like, let's say, downtown the middle of Shenzhen. Um, I would say in the range of maybe 3 million renminbi is just always in flux. It's always fluctuating this amount. It never goes away because not everyone consumes their 50 sessions all in one day, all at the same time. So it's that, that's sort of the design of a gym business, and which means you can't really sell it, right? So you're basically saying, okay, who can take responsibility for this PT debt? If there is value there. The members will rebuy, but you need someone to take that responsibility. So the... I found a quote-unquote friend, um, someone I met up in Shanghai when I was boxing, and he he expressed an interest in taking the business and taking um, that you know because he wanted to own his own, right? It's you know these the, there's certain people with this gym rat spirit. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, I want to own own a gym. It's what I've always wanted, you know. And so those those are the kind of people when you are looking to transition out, you want them to take it over because it's you know it there's it, nothing no surprises for them. And then also that, you know, they're going to continue it on as well. So, um, but actually what the situation was is that he, he, the, the way we wanted to transfer the business out was through a loan. We owed two months rent and we owed salaries. You said, give us this money so that we can pay the, uh, pay the debt, uh, to that we owe to our rent, to our salaries. And then the collateral is the gym. So the treadmills, the machines, the dumbbells, the flooring, the computers, the desks, the chairs, everything that you see in a gym, all of this encompass the, the collateral of, of, of that loan. So then we said, um, we said, so, we said so, we, so this was the agreement, it carried out, and then um, about, uh, yeah, fast forward uh, till August last year, I tried to leave the country. So I'm in Shenzhen airport looking to take a flight out. I get my boarding pass. I go through. I'm going through immigration, and then suddenly the guy, you know, I can see like there, there's a, a beeping noise on his computer, and uh-huh. he looks at me, and you know, and everyone in, in China they know this feeling. They're, they're like, okay, what is it this time? You know, uh-huh. like what could it possibly be? 
and he's looking at me and then two guards come and they have like their the ca a camera it's like a gopro but it's strapped to their body so they're not holding it it's just sort of like placed on their body and they they take me to this holding area and they're like don't talk empty all your pockets do not speak you know and so I'm like, okay. And I'm just thinking like, what could this be? What? And I'm thinking maybe it's, you know, something to do with, you know, some business in, and I'm trying to go through all the businesses. I'm like, what business, what business? What? And then, um, finally he, the guy brings me out and he reads a statement and he's reading the statement in Chinese. And then the word Chenhai, which is that new economic area in Shenzhen. Do you yep. know that area? It's like a new sort yep. of free yep. trade area. He says that word Chenhai. And the moment he said that word, I knew that it was about a, a, a court case because Chennai is where the court is located. That's where the, the lo that's where, because oh. I've heard many people say, oh yeah, Chennai, Chennai, Chennai. And they were, they're talking about, oh, I have to go to Chennai, Chennai court, Chennai court. It's like where all the business court proceedings are done. Uh. And the moment he said it, I don't know what it was, but it just triggered in my head. And I was like, uh, there's some, it's a court case. And then what I found out later, is this guy filed a court case against me, filed a, a case against me, which actually is very cheap to do. If you have your, because in the process of the loan, my ID, my passport ID, he had this. So if you have someone's ID in China, you can sue them. You, you're, it's, that, that is the, oh, pretty much the only thing you need to, you need. Then he made, he made a false statement in the, um, in court. And what he said was, is that the collateral, the gym equity, the treadmills, the machines, the desks, the computers, all of this, this wasn't mine to, to use in this loan transaction. That was the statement he made. And this and the, uh, the court apparently did try to call me. So this is a lesson out for all of you guys doing business in China. And you see those unknown numbers that are calling you. Maybe you want to pick up that phone here and there. Because that could be the court informing you, you've been sued, you need to come to court and figure this out. So I'm like the court, like the first thing I did when I did get a lawyer is I asked him, I said, have, has this case been given the, the correct service? It's actually the term is service. And he looked into that first and he said, yes. So apparently they did try to call me. You, I just didn't answer the unknown number. And I think they did send me like a, the, the court notification, but to my old address. So I did move house. Again, who, who, who checks their mailbox in their yeah, house? Not many people do this in China. Exactly. Yeah. But, but maybe it is something you want to start doing. <laughs> just, yeah, as a, as a, as a takeaway, right? Yeah. Um, so what had happened was the case had been tried, the hearing, um, and the verdict had been set. So I have been declared guilty. I did not show up to the case that they checked. They said, okay, we tried to contact John. He did not, um, he didn't pick up his phone. He didn't re respond. The case will carry out. It went on. Um, my, my, um, I got, was given the verdict that I was guilty and then I was put on a blacklist. So the, the guy that sued me, he appealed to the court to actually petition immigration to have my name put on a blacklist. Now, a lot of people are asking me, they're saying, is your pa do you have your passport? Yes, I have my passport, but my name, John Graham Harper, is on the blacklist. So this name, I can't open another company with this. So, so if I go to Chennai is also where, you, you know, it's the, it, where people open companies now. 
if I were to go to Chennai and I were to open a company, the company would freeze. Basically, it would, it would say we can't continue the company because this name is attached to a case. You need to fix the case before you open up a company. So there, there's a lot, a lot that happened. I mean, I've even heard of people on the blacklist in China, like, um, I mean, famous, famous uh, uh, celebrities. You have government officials. You have bankers. I mean, even uh, that. What is the name? Bing Bing Fan uh, Bing Bing. Or, yeah, I've heard or that name. Neep, or, yeah, she was she was she was uh, barred from leaving as well because of tax evasion. So it's something very common, right? My my situation was is that I'm in a case, and then the guy actually made he requested I want him to put on the blacklist. I, I don't want him to leave China. But other situation a lot now is the government is, is barring certain people that have have avoided tax or maybe involved in some sort of fraud scandal or anything like that. So it's it's something that's happening a lot. If you Google barred and bar, um, like uh, banned from the or exit bans, China exit bans, you'll see a lot of information out there now. So um, so what are my options right now? Um, OK, so uh, I'm trying to fight this case. So what I need to do is I need to get the case reopened. So to get the case reopened, it takes quite a considerable amount of money and a considerable amount of time, um, both of which I don't really have. So that's why I'm running this campaign. If if I can get the case opened, my suspension on my name is is lifted. So I'm no longer on the blacklist. And then I'm in an open case. It's you know, it's it's about my lawyer versus your lawyer. What evidence do you have? And the evidence that I have, of course, I feel well, according to my lawyer is, you know, I, I'm, I'm okay, I'm safe. So it behooves me to try to have this case reopen, get myself off the blacklist, and then, you know, per, you know, have the, and actually have a, ca a court case, right? Fight this, fight this battle. Yeah. Um, so that's the plan. That's the initial plan. The, the sad thing is, is I've actually been told by not just, not just expats, but Chinese businessmen that I know, I've been even told by, by lawyers that even if I appeal to the prosecution department to reopen the case and I file a separate case against him to to um, uh, to encourage the prosecution department to open the case, these two things actually won't work. I've been told that this won't work, that I'll still have to pay. But um, but <laughs> who knows? <laughs> like I'm, yeah. there, there are days where I'm thinking. What am I doing? And then there's other days where I'm thinking, no, this isn't right. This is, you know, this is, this isn't uh, like I, I, I'm sort of trying to th think on the bright side. Maybe this is, it, it is something that could open. Maybe if I get enough media exposure, you know, the case can be opened and this can be something where, you know, because it, it's not, it's just against this one, one guy. He knew the legal system. He had my ID and it's very common. I mean, the, it, it's a scam that happens in China all the time. They use the court because... Honestly, if you if the way the court works here is everything is settled outside the court. So if I sue someone, I have the I have the I have the leverage, right? So mm. your options are just to settle outside court. The the case won't just disappear. You will have to either settle outside or you'll have to fight the case. And I believe in civil cases, only fifty one percent of evidence is needed to make a conviction. Crazy. Right? It's 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 not. It's a very it's a it's a different system. The court isn't used as a way to get justice or get what get what's right. It's used as a, a sort of a bargaining tool in in a, in a much larger scam, you could say, to be able to squeeze some money out of people. And mm. people run these things in China. They do mul uh, multiple times that they'll have like 
multiple cases like this going all at the same time just to get bits of money from, you know, from each person. Um, but yeah, I've explained all this in, in many articles and sent it out yep, to, yep. to news. And as they come out, I'll, I'll post them out. And you can see further details sure. of how I see the court system used and, and how people doing business in here, uh, expats and you know, even Chinese, they can watch out for certain things and be careful of um, certain things that come up so they don't get into a situation like this, right? Exactly. Like I think yeah. we prepare for the show and talking, you know, um, it's obviously a little bit, you know, I don't want to be a, I've said it actually, some of the latest shows I've had have been a little bit sometimes, I don't want to say anti or, you know, uh, you just got to be careful in China. And I think it's not just foreigners, it's Chinese in China. I mean, China, I talked to my wife about this, Wendy, and she's Chinese and she, uh, she, yeah, she's like, this is kind of normal. I mean, her family, even, uh, even her father, I don't know, somebody, nephew, somehow related, distant relative of her father scammed, uh, scammed mm-hmm. his, her father in a business deal for a restaurant in her hometown and didn't pay back or something horrible. And, I yes. just, I just think, uh, you know, I just want to at least note that it's not, uh, you know, we're not like, you know, it just happens. I think Chinese listeners or Chinese people would, you know, know know that this stuff happens within each other. And a lot of times, especially with we do a lot of Amazon talks here, and people talk about the evil Chinese sellers on Amazon, and but they do it to each other. You know, that it's not just like a China versus a foreigner thing, of course. But then you did say, I don't know if you said it today's show, but you know, obviously they these scammers know that foreigners are even easier because we don't even know these, these things. Right. So it's something we got to be That's right. even more careful about because we don't even uh, know what could happen. Yeah. So that's right. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, Chinese, Chinese, they, they go through similar situations, if not worse, like you've heard stories, I've heard stories. This is kind of what, what, what every uh, my message, everything that I'm saying, I'm shining a light on it for so expats can see. They can say, "Oh, I, you know, that they can understand this." But this is this happens all the time in China to Chinese. I mean, I know, like uh, my girlfriend's my girlfriend's mother, her sister was involved in a pretty heavy scam that drained all of the family's, you know, the um, savings and everything. Mm-hmm. So very similar to what you just mentioned. Yeah, some, some guys in the town. Yeah. I've got some great idea. Give me all your money, and then he just leaves, right? Exactly. It all the time. Exactly. Yeah. My yeah. my wife had a horrible. Yeah, like she remembers when she was younger, the family had not much money because this scam, and it was even within a fa- family, you know. So it's horrible. Um, it's horrible. Uh, so I just at least want to make sure people know that this does happen. It's like you said, even it's kind of common, but it's not just against foreigners. Of course, it it seems like if they're a scammer, they could of course target us ease more easily. So. So of course, um, hopefully, people listening, you know, listening. I had similar issue where I had people. I had my phone ringing off the hook once. It was seriously like not stop ringing. It was like a, and I picked it up and and my my Chinese isn't so perfect, but I could understand that he was just trying to say something about registering. I didn't register with the police. Then they didn't. Uh, they're really getting more and more strict the last few years. I would say. I don't know if you agree. I just in general like the whole policies seem to be is more strict um uh so there's been situations like that and then the other crazy story is uh from that same story i think but it was about the same time frame i had six to eight cops come to my house in futian and uh knocking on the door seven (laughs) o'clock in the morning on like a i don't know it was definitely a weekday it was like a tuesday at random day of the week and i i was literally Uh like in my 
in my boxers, like in my underwear. And I was just like, I popped open the door and they like kind of pushed in. And one has like a GoPro, like oh, you're saying, one yeah. has a camera and there's like, they're like different outfits, like different ones in uniform, one's not in uniform, like, and they're asking me for my ID and uh, where are the other mm-hmm. foreigners? Where are the other foreigners? And because I only, I registered, but there was reports of other foreigners living with me. <laughs> and you want to know, oh, who, you want to know who the other foreigners were? My five-year-old, <laughs> or my five-year-old and my three-year-old. Because they're foreigners, <laughs> so we didn't register our two kids, and there's so okay. there was so it was like illegal illegal foreigners living there, and they were like, "Where are the foreigners?" And then mm-hmm. my wife's like yelling, and she's yelling them in Chinese, and then it was because I didn't register my two ch- American kids. <laughs> they were they they think I was like housing okay. illegal illegals in my uh, in my house, you know. So it was so scary. Wow. It was like a scary, and then, <laughs> but then they're like, "Oh, sorry, bye." It's <laughs> like after like yeah. <laughs> you know stuff like that. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I mean, you just, uh, but um, but yeah, I mean, hopefully this podcast helps. So you do have a campaign as of now. I mean, of course, we'll get this out right in uh, end of, end of March, early April, and uh, it's a GoFundMe campaign. And and what what kind of targets and goals are you know where are we trying to what's the what's the goal here? What's the you know and uh, maybe you can fill people in. Um. So. From as far as the amount, so to to appeal to the prosecution department and as well to file a separate case against him to support the appeal to the prosecution department, I, I need around eight to ten thousand US dollars. And this the time frame is about four months. So I'm working to see if I can get that time frame shortened. The lawyers, I've spoken to more lawyers than I know, like I, I could possibly imagine in Shenzhen. I know I know a lawyer for every little little thing in life that you would ever need. If anyone needs a lawyer, come to me. Yeah, sure. I, I, make, a, make, a, make a directory there. <laughs> lawyer directory. <laughs> An Excel sheet. Get it for and, um, and I think, to, uh, I mean, I'm confident now, but I've never had a single person tell me this is going to work. So in the back of my mind, I'm a little bit, a little, I mean, I, to be 100% honest with you, I'm a little bit scared that I'm going to have, you know, I'm going to probably, that's not going to work. And I'm just going to have to end up paying, which, and the amount that I need, I owe in, um, in order to get off the blacklist is about 35, 37 uh, US dollars. And it's that amount of money that nobody has in their pocket, right? You don't just have that money and say, oh, there we go, covered, you know, let's, let's carry on with life. Let's go. It's, it's the amount of money that, and I don't want to ask my friend for that. I don't want to say, can I take, because I don't want to stress a friend's finances and say, oh, I'll, you know, I'll pay you back. I, 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 this is where I got inspired to try to, you know, be more creative to fix this kind of a problem, you know, and maybe use this as a way to, you know, start something bigger. So that's why I launched my, launched my podcast during this time, because I was like, maybe this is what I... This is what what karma is trying to tell me to do is to, sure, you know, I, I need to get my voice out there, my message. Right. So I, I launched, launched my own um, podcast. I have my, um, my YouTube channel. I, you know, way back in the day, I used to upload little, you know, fitness videos. So I restarted that. But and the, the series that I started was called Stuck in China. And it's a positive series, you know, showing China, doing food in China, traveling to the you know, beach areas, you know, seeing seeing some cool things that China has. Right. Um, but it, it, you know, I find that kind of, it's, it adds a positive light to the whole situation. It keeps me positive, keeps me moving. 
So, you know, and, and, and at the end of the day, it's, you know, I'm creating content, I'm doing something, I'm, you know, I'm projecting to the world, which is, you know, I, I like that. So it's in, in a way, I mean, I'm hoping this is a blessing in disguise. I mean, I, I feel so far that it is. I don't know um, if I'm going to end up having to pay that full amount. I'm, of course, I'm praying that I don't have to, but it, it, it's what everybody is telling me, Chinese and expat. That's what the, that's what they're saying. So, mm. um, but we'll see, right? We'll just yeah. we'll see. We'll take it each day it comes. Well, yeah, and then we'll I, th- see how it goes. I think you're also trying to springboard it into some uh, some type of a group or found. Do I say foundation or you know? There's also like awareness. I, if I recall, I know there's a lot, so much content I've been you have out there about all of this. Um, well, you know what? What? Yes. What? What's gonna end goal? Yeah, or well, there's we, ongoing. I think something that's gonna happen too, or at least yeah. goal. So this is okay. So this might be a bit bit far fetched, but hey, it's good to have dreams, right? It's good. To sure. Have, but this 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 is what I think would be so useful for the the expat community in all of China. I'd like to create, and of course, I have to see how the, all these, all this fundraising, I've never run a crowdfunding campaign before in my life. I had to study like a few months and read. There's a guy, Salvador Bringman, on YouTube. I basically just read and listened and, and w- watched all of his content to, to figure out how to do it. But um, let's see how the crowdfunding goes. But my eventual goal, which I think would be fantastic for every expat in China, what would make them feel much more safe and much more um, secure is an expat defense fund. So basically, the, it's a fund. It's like a, we, we'll have a board. We'll have a, you know, a, a group of people and we'll have an amount. We'll keep the funding going and it will be it'll all be banked. And people that are like expats that are in certain situations, people that are, you know, that like, um, do you remember the um, the American football player who was in in that tight pickle, right? He was he got, and now he has to do four years in jail um, because he couldn't pay. I, mean, I believe it was a hundred thousand U.S. was the amount that uh, that was his bail amount. So yeah, yeah, and I mean his his situation is all over the internet as well. And there's a couple others, right? But um, what if there was a defense fund, an expat defense fund, and this purely was was funded by the community of China, by by foreigners and expats alike, anybody who, uh, and uh, and Chinese, of course, and um, it's used and accessed at the times when someone gets into a, a mess like this, right? Of course, maybe there'd be a, an assessment process. You would assess the case. You would see the you know the validity of 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 everything. But but this is I don't know. Like I said, it might might be too bit of big of a pie in the sky idea, but maybe there's something there, right? Uh, there's a guy, um, a really good friend of mine, David Shoemaker. I'm not, I'm not sure if you know oh, him. Oh yeah, of course. But yeah, he has he's a, David's but, great. Yeah, yeah, he's he's a he's a veteran, right? He's been in Shenzhen yeah, forever. Right? He does the swim. He's a swimmer. Yeah, he's got the um, swim guy. Yeah, Dawei also. Dawei, yeah. Dawei. There you go. Him and yeah, him and his partner. They're they're trying to set up um, sort of an it's like a, an expat an expat liaise club. It's like a it's like a club where if when expats, they're, they're, they, they, it's sort of, sort of a, a liaison to the government or to the court or to the police, right? It's a way where people basically say, "Look, I, I need some help. I, you know, there's some things I can't figure out." And this club, you know, maybe the D, the expat defense defense fund could be part of this club. So that's something I'm I'm talking to him and his cool. business partner about. If we could see, you know, if we see make this, but but yeah, I mean, this is all early stages. Of course, of but, course. You know, but this you... is. Great things start start. Yeah, from, from those that's what I'm days, saying. Right? You, just, yeah. you got to put it out. You're putting yourself out there. You know, you're creating this content. Hopefully, this show 
it helps helps with the campaign helps with the awareness i mean that's what that's what it's really about uh yeah of course i'm, I'm obviously yeah. really sorry to hear this uh is there any other i mean it must also be putting huge stress on your your other everything you're doing i mean what what's i'm what's happened with the fight night for now I and mean, what what the way is is that oh, going to be able yeah. to happen fight is, night is that's exploding that's oh i'm just extremely busy right now i'm running the campaign um obviously i'm trying to provide good content to my youtube to my to my to uh to my uh my J, the JG show on on my podcast sure and we'll WCFN we're opening up a new office my the the investor group that's invested in this idea they're excited they're pumped I mean 2019 we're probably by May we'll be running a like an in club what we term a silver fight event we'll be running them every single week okay. I mean it's it's going to be a busy year a very busy year for WCFN Great. it's exciting it's good stuff I mean and then it's it is something that is, um, of course, I'm not. It's not a pleasing situation, but it's it's sort of um, energized me a little bit because I think this is the way my personality is. Is if I'm under a lot of stress, or if I if if I'm put in in a situation where there's lots of pressure, or it's sort of a do or die, I actually operate a bit better. I get excited. I like it's sort of that challenge mindset that I've had, you know, doing sport, fitness, you know, my sure. whole life. So it's it's good. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, it's terrible. You know, this sucks. This sucks. Because it, it, I just I refuse to think this way. I wait. You wake up in the morning. You got to think this is good. I'm positive about this. Let's go. Awesome. Let's push. Let's push. Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> I mean, you have to do that, right? That's that's not. I, I don't consider that. You know, there being any other choice. That's what you got to do. So yeah, I mean, to, for me to close out the campaign, I'm not looking for a few donors to give a large amount of money. I'm looking for anybody who finds this content valuable, who likes the message. It's five to ten bucks. That's all I'm. I mean, I don't. I, I mean, if someone's people are giving a hundred. I mean, I've had I've had a friend give seven hundred dollars. This is obviously extremely well appreciated. Yeah, and I'm 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 very very thankful. But ten bucks goes a long way. If I have seven thousand people give ten bucks. Um, that's, or is it five bucks? My math is terrible, but that <laughs> covers my fee. That covers the whole, uh, blacklist fee, right? So I'm, you know, do I believe I can, you know, could I can actually reach out to 7,000 people? Of course I can. I believe I, I it, yeah. it just will take time and determination. You know, I'm not asking for large amounts of money. Five to 10 bucks is more than enough guys. I mean, if it, it you know, that, that means the world to me. Sure. sure. And it's credit card, PayPal, I think, you know, any, any kind of most major, payments services yeah yeah cool and yeah thanks john for your time and um also i, I will link up all of this on the show notes and the campaign of course and and uh, i'll chip in a bit too i mean i got i got my kids i'm actually a little bit you know here's i've heard of other stories the opposite where i people can't come back to china i'm 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 uh <laughs> I'm a, I'm a little bit nervous. I might not be able to, to get. Uh, I don't think I have anything wrong, but you know, there's always that fear, right? Like you know, I've had or I've had yeah. nightmares sometimes where I go back to America. It's never happened, but I go back to the U.S. and they're like, "Yeah, I'm American." They're like, "Oh, did you pay your tax? All your taxes? Did you do this? You know, you know, other things. You know, it is always scary. I mean, but uh, I have heard stories yeah. of friends that can't supposedly can't go back to China because they had a company there and they didn't close it correctly or fully. And there's you know it. 
or they got of course they can come back but they got to pay this huge amount so they're just like they uh, pay. yeah they're just like you know what i'll just right. come back <laughs> so uh I, I hope i don't get any you know I, I, but i do hope to come back soon and we got to catch up and uh i well I, or anywhere in the world and and uh thanks for sharing with with uh, the audience today and uh we'll uh, you know we'll just keep on we've been chatting and so we'll just keep in touch and uh um let's let's get this campaign funded Thank you so much, Mike. That's a big help. Big, big help. Thank you, everybody, for listening, too. Thanks so much. All right, cool. Are you looking to grow your international business from Asia? Amazon FBA, import, export, and cross-border e-commerce are trends in today's world, especially here at Global From Asia. And we put together an e-course, e-book, both actually, all together for you for free. With so fast track getting you going global from Asia, check it out at globalfromasia.com slash ebook. You'll get the book as well as an interactive e-course that will be catered based on how you answer the email series. So I look forward to seeing you on the inside. Check it out, globalfromasia.com slash ebook. Okay, that's a wrap of episode 247's interview, John Graham Harper, White Collar Fight Night. I've did some video blogs with him too. And uh, yeah, I mean, this stuff is really scary. I don't know how you feel about it. I, you know, like I said, intro, I threw in $20. I, I wish I could throw in more. My kids are eating all my food, you know, school costs and life costs. We bought a car. But he's not asking for a lot of money. He just wants a dollar from, you know, a certain amount of people and should be able to get something going. So, you know, if you got a buck to share, you know, not even nobody likes asking, nobody likes, nobody likes, uh, being in, you know, in that position, but maybe you can throw him a dollar. It's, uh, I paid with my credit card. You can do credit card or PayPal. I think there's even other ways or maybe WeChat pay, or maybe add him or find him on his YouTube channel and WeChat pay him. I don't know. But, uh, the show notes has it as always globalfromasia.com slash episode 247 and if you're still with me listening we got some announcements today the show well i'm of course recording this before the release dates but this show went online april 2nd 2019 which is my birthday and uh you know i guess you can maybe try to you know i'm not going to hide my birthday but you can maybe crack into my security questions on my banking or do credit fraud. I mean, of course, it's nerve-wracking. People always warn me, don't say too much stuff online. But, you know, with voice recognition, too, you could probably use this show to voice recognize me on telephone and use my birth date. But 1981 was when I was born, and my voice probably sounds like I was born in 1991. But I'm getting close to the 40s. That's pretty crazy. I'm not in a midlife crisis yet. Maybe, maybe the last few months was a midlife crisis in a way. But a lot of exciting things are happening. So it's uh, released on my birthday, uh, and I haven't done it yet, but this weekend my wife uh, booked me a hotel and a family of four are going to go to a resort, and it's uh, it's not just any resort, it's the resort where we plan to do the Global from Asia Boot Camp, the first one. It's uh, it's If you're on our email list, you might have gotten a few more emails than usual because we're uh, we're getting feedback and we're... We're developing this program and we're building a platform here, a learning platform, a networking platform for people. Amazon FBA, of course, is the hot topic, but international business, business in Asia, you know, uh, 
we're, we're working on getting even more amazing people there to share. It's going to be more like a platform now we're going to do because we've gotten just overloaded with feedback, people that want advanced PPC and people that want the beginner and product sourcing and da 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 da, da. Like, Just like this show, we got so many different topics. Hopefully work some deals. Uh, you know, Frederick China Import Tall has been amazing and supportive of everything we do. And Manuel Beckfar, Import Dojo has been great and so many others uh, that want to help help get the word out and maybe do some kind of collaboration. But the idea is um, we're going to do it uh, basically kind of like a la carte menu where people can choose the instructor and or choose the topic that they're more interested in. And we're going to let people choose which ones they want to go to and which ones they don't want to go to, kind of like a credit system. So you'll you'll buy a pass to the Global From Asia boot camp and then you'll get any access into this boot camp you'll get of course coffee tea and snacks and this and a lunch and uh, you'll get access and then you'll use your credits to go into certain uh rooms and you, you know we're going to try to book people in advance so that the sooner you confirm and the sooner you lock in your your spots the more you know likely you'll be guaranteed to get that person in that topic and we'll have multiple rooms and it's gonna be in these this resort is pretty cool it's like a botanical garden so you'll be able to kind of uh, go to different rooms there's lakes and there's like uh different houses and hotels all different you take golf carts to get to different places so it's gonna be this pretty cool little platform that we're working on here and that's one thing i've been also just so uh happy talking to these people that are willing to support us by sharing their knowledge and experience with others and we're, we're basically going to do like a profit share system where we're global major will get a percent and the instructor will get a percent and then of course we're the organizers so there's got to be some kind of base fee to cover you know the food cost the venue costs but we're trying to make this a transparent platform also if hear different feedback of people that you know i think we should pay the people sharing their experience and knowledge so uh and also you know be transparent about it there's um we, we don't you know we just want to be open so you as an attendee paying will be paying of course to support global from asia and the community and this event but also you'll be giving some money to those people that have that experience and that network and that knowledge and there'll be like all kinds of different formats so july and i realized rise conference is the same time that i had it and we got all these different feedback of like chris davy might not be in town he's in the states and we really want Chris to be able to make it and some others so we're pushing a little bit later we said originally 7th to the 13th but if you probably will look by now I've been updating that website a lot but it'll be um, on globalmajor.com slash bootcamp but we're looking like doing it the 15th middle of July until like the 20th something like that so a few days I've gotten people confirmed but luckily I got such amazing people in the community we're all being flexible but it's going to be, I had crazy, amazing calls. I mean, that's what's cool about, you know, putting yourself out there. I've connected with even more amazing people lately and uh, kind of made some mix-ups with my email list a little bit with some segmentation issues. If you're listening, sorry about that. But I am rambling here and uh, I'm going to try to enjoy my birthday weekend. It's coming up and it'll be my birthday when the show's online. I love my birthday. So another birthday gift you could do for me, which is free after you contributed to John's cause of being stuck in China, give him, you know, five bucks or two bucks or a dollar, is share my boot camp or our boot camp. I don't want it to be mine. I want to be ours. And I want to be these amazing experts. I don't want to be the guru. I told people, people are trying to, 
I like Lorenzo. Thanks, buddy. We had some calls and you're an expert in funnels and marketing, but I'm not a sales guy. I don't want to promote me and say, I'm the best Amazon person in the world. I'm the smartest guy. I can get you on the top of Amazon in two days and all this stuff. I don't really feel like saying that. That's not who I am. I'm a platform. I have no face. I I have no face, whether it whatever you want to say. I want to have other people. I want to build up the community. I want to build up the experts. We have just such amazing people and they trust us. That's what I think is most important. They're like, Mike, hey man, you don't even got to pay me. I, 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 you know, like Chris said, uh, Dan Fernandez, some others, they're just like, Mike, you know, it's the first one I know, you know, of course I'd like to get paid or, you know, compensate me, but we're here to support you and support global from asia and uh that just makes me feel so amazed but we're just basically going to make it like a platform and if you can share it and maybe even or give us feedback i got amazing feedback from the email subscribers some rough ones but uh some people just said say hey mike man don't be so sensitive i i want to go i'm just not i'm in europe at that time or up you know stuff like that but um, if you'd like to say happy birthday mike good luck with the global from asia boot camp share it on your facebook or whatever or email it to somebody you think that might benefit here in Chiang Mai in mid-July 2019 I have a good feeling about this one of course the first one's always most scary and as a comeback for GFA and it seems like you guys are still listening but this will be an amazing program and it's the outro so you could have skipped by now you already heard the interview with John so if you're still here thanks and uh, these are getting longer but you know what um, I'm kind of caring less if, you know, if you don't like it, you don't got to say, you don't got to listen, but, uh, I'm going to stop anyway, eight, eight minutes of this outro has been a little bit too long and Alvin's uh, editing these. So don't want him to go crazy either. Thanks Alvin for editing. And, uh, yeah, go remit.hk is our sponsor. And that's how Alvin gets paid for editing these. At least I think, did you set up your uh, bank payments? I know you were asking which banks they have more than BPI and BDO Alvin. So and I'm talking to you, and <laughs> but you can keep this in the show. <laughs> but yeah, there are sponsors in there. How you get paid, and uh, they accept different, use different Philippines bank accounts. So Philippines is a, it's a crazy place, man. It's fun, but yeah, I mean the water system. What's up with the water system in Manila? Crazy. All right, that's it. See you guys later. Episode two hundred forty-seven on Mike's birthday, thirty-eight year alive many more i think at least double that i hope i think i live till 80 see ya to get more info about running an international business please visit our website at www.globalfromasia.com that's www.globalfromasia.com also be sure to subscribe to our itunes feed thanks for tuning in